Hello and welcome to Teaching Python. My name is Sean Tiber. I'm a coder who teaches. And my name's Kelly Schuster Paredes, and I'm a teacher who codes. This is episode 34. It's a special bonus episode for Black Friday. So Kelly, how are you doing this week? Are you ready for all of your shopping? Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. I've already been sending out lists of things that I want, not just for school, but just for stuff to play around with on the holiday. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it too. I think it's going to be a busy weekend. I'm usually not a big Black Friday shopper, but there's always one or two things that catches my eye. And with the holidays coming up, I often spend a lot of time looking for things that I can do over the break, either with my kids or by myself, just to brush up a little bit and, and have something that's a little bit slower, change of pace. So because this is a special bonus episode, where our win of the week is that we're shopping and shopping's always the win, right? That's a huge win for me. I love shopping, especially on a certain website where I can get lightning deals. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you know, there is one other thing, though, that is um, pretty cool that's happening. Our friends over at PyBytes have uh, set up a special deal for Black Friday. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to record this bonus episode to get it out, because it's a kind of a cool thing. Kelly, why don't you tell everyone what's happening with uh, PyBytes this weekend? Yeah, so for this weekend, Julian and Bob over at PyBytes are going to offer a great deal for our listeners and their followers. And they're going to actually give us 50% of all their revenues to help us help us and to help us with the podcast, right. to help us get more episodes out because you know, as teachers, we are in crunch time and soon it'll be semester one's gonna be finished and we're gonna be doing some grade books. So just being able to help us out with editing and get things done. So if anyone purchased the newbie bites, I'm not sure if you've heard of them. I just completed them. They're Congratulations. Great. Yes. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it was really cool. I kept saying I wish I had them a year and a half ago. I did all 25 of them. And I did them fairly quickly, and I actually felt really bad because I knew it, and then I realized that I was no longer a newbie. And Bob and Julian sent me my personalized video link, whatever, and I got a certificate. So I'm officially not a newbie anymore. Yeah, you're you're out of the newbie phase. I'm starting the beginner. <laughs> exactly. So it's pretty cool. So just to kind of sum it up, Bob and Julian are marking off the newbie bites uh, over the weekend from D November 29th through December 2nd. They're putting the newbie bites on sale for $24. So it's 40% off. And then they're giving us the Teaching Python podcast 50% of the proceeds from those sales. So whenever you buy one of those, whether it's for yourself to get a little bit better or for a friend, maybe someone that needs to learn how to code in Python and you think they'd get some use out of the newbie bites. It also goes to us in supporting the podcast. So that's a pretty cool thing. And and we are very grateful for the opportunity. So if you've been on the fence about it, maybe go check it out, see if it's something that you're interested in, in getting for yourself or someone that you think needs to learn some Python. Yes. And this is these are for anyone that absolutely knows zero about Python. The way that the descriptions are for the newbie bytes, it just helps you to learn and just pick up and start to understand Python right away. We thought that it would be fun to share with you right at the beginning of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So if you're shopping around and you're looking for stuff, it's a pretty good deal. So with that in mind, and we're on this shopping theme, we want to talk a little bit about what is on our buying guide for the holidays as teachers and as um, coders. So uh, Kelly, I'm going to let you take the first one. Okay, so we have a few of these, but they keep coming out with more. They're the Pocket Lab. They are not 
specifically for coding, but they're for collecting data. I found the Pocket Lab about three years ago from a Kickstarter, and it's this great little data collector. And the one that I had, you'll have to refresh my memory because Sean actually used it just recently, but it collects altitude pressure. Yeah, it's got a, like a little barometer in it so it can collect pressure data and calculate al- uh, altitude based on that. It has a gyroscope in it, and an accelerometer. I think this one, no, there's a different one that has a light sensor in it, but basically it's got all these sensors in it and they're really easy to use because you can pair them with an iPad or an iPhone or something like that and grab all the data off it. You can live stream it or you can record the data out to a CSV file. And we actually, the second round last year, I bought the Pocket Lab Weather, which we love because that has the light sensor, has the temperature gauge, and our teacher uses it for science. And then they have two more that are out. It's the Pocket Lab Air and the Pocket Lab Voyager, and they all do different things. So they're great little gadgets for collecting data. Yeah, I may have lost one last week, actually. Uh, We were using them with our eighth grade rockets class. So I had 3D printed a rocket that had a payload bay where the the Pocket Lab 1 would slide right inside of it to reduce vibration and everything. And as things went, I forgot to tape the nose cone on. So (laughs) it reached altitude, the nose cone popped off, and the Pocket Lab went tumbling to the ground. I haven't found it yet. So That's okay. I lost one the first year when I attached it to a kite. So we took a lot of pressure from the kite, and then the kite accidentally flew off into somewhere. (laughs) So, So we need more. So that's a great find. Yeah, so Pocket Labs are definitely the first one on the list. We use those a lot for integration with our science classrooms. So definitely a pretty cool thing. The second one I'm going to take, because this is one I've mentioned before, but if you're looking for something to tinker with and play with over the break, the new Circuit Playground Blue Fruit is really, really cool. So we've been working with those a little bit in the classroom. And what I really like about these is that they're they're now communications enabled. So you can communicate with other circuit playgrounds. You know, before we had like little IR sensors that were line of sight and everything, but now with the Bluetooth radio on there, you can do things with like proximity sensing. So they light up as they get close to one another, which is really cute, like for friends to to program. But you can also pair it with your phone. You can remote control it with your phone. It's a really cool thing. And the latest stuff that they've been doing with the circuit Python library and the circuit Python executable is really pretty impressive. So give it a shot like it's a lot of fun to play with i'm definitely taking the ones that we have here home over the break to play with a little bit more and see what i can make them do i feel sorry for your wife you're going to be playing with that blue fruit the whole time probably (laughs) (laughs) okay so another one on my list i got to i can't can't wait for this i don't have this starter kit yet but i do have it on order it's from monk makes so I do have the Pi Moroni Monk Makes speakers for the microbit, and I just love them. And I found on Amazon, whoop, found on Amazon, so <laughs> that they have a Monk Makes electronic starter kit for the microbit. This is great. You have the Pi Moroni speaker in there, which. Uh, you know, I don't know how it is in your classroom, but we kind of chuck things into a bin, and it seems like they get beat up, and these things just keep going and going. But inside the kit, there's also a sensor board and a relay board. They come with some crocodile clips, a fan, and a light bulb, and a battery pack. The microbit's not with it, but has all these other attachments, and it's so easy to make the attachments for especially the speaker and the kids can go in and have some music for your holiday spirits you know nice yeah they're pretty cool and and as a bonus feature the uh, envirobit from pimeroni is pretty cool too it's basically an environmental board that plugs onto your microbit that gives you light sensing capabilities and temperature and humidity and everything so it's a pretty cool way to take the microbit 
uh, a little bit further. So my next one is actually 3D printers. So I've been doing a lot of 3D printing this fall already. We talked about the the rockets, but I've also been printing various holders for things and different pieces. And one of the things that just came out this year, and I really like the price point of this, is that Prusa, the company that uh, is consistently one of the best rated consumer printers under $1,000, just came out with their Prusa Mini, which is uh, $349 for a Prusa Mini with a 7-inch by 7-inch by 7-inch build volume. It is really cool. It has a lot of the same features that the larger MK3S printer has. So if you've ever looked at those and felt like it was a little bit out of your reach, the new Prusa Mini's out, and it looks pretty neat. I haven't gotten to play with it yet, but I've been loving the MK3 that we have here in the classroom. The only drawback with that printer, though, is that it's not enclosed so that it has moving parts that if you have little fingers in your classroom or irresponsible fingers for the older kids, that an enclosure might help it. And if you're looking at an enclosure, something that contains the printer and keeps uh, curious fingers from getting inside to all the moving and hot parts, the Monoprice Voxel is out and there's usually some pretty good sales on that over the holidays. So I would keep an eye out for that as well. So my next one, if you're on a tighter budget, I really like, it's a five set stem kit. I've used it in the past and I I can never have enough. You get five different kits to build in this one little pack and it's relatively cheap. And what I use it for is I give it to the kids and I let them put together the, the kit and then they investigate how it works and then I give them a pair of wire cutters and I give them some crocodile clips and I tell them to connect either the micro bit or the circuit playground and see if they can code it. So maybe make the motors turn, make, you know, the one's a bubble maker so they can power the bubble maker when button A is pushed and the the bubble maker will start to turn. Just a simple gadget that you can quickly have the kids innovating and figuring out how to change a regular circuit into something that they can code. Yeah, I think this is really cool because the the nice thing about this kit is that it's not specifically designed for a circuit playground or a micro bit or anything like that. You're able to cut the wires and wire it up and show kids that it doesn't have to be designed for something specifically in order for it to work. So this is a great way to get people to get your students really to to engage and think about the things around them that they can start to work with. It doesn't have to have that socket for the micro bit for your micro bit to be able to work with it. And it has that build feature, so it kind of makes them feel like they've made something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the next one is mainly probably a pre-order for the holidays. <laughs> it's, it's close. We're so close. So we use a lot of Legos for our first Lego League robotics, and we're working with the EV3 Mindstorms kit that's been out for a while now. But the Spike Prime was supposed to come out last summer and it got delayed just to make sure it was ready. Now it's supposed to be launching in January of 2020 and the Spike Prime looks pretty cool. It has a lot more advanced sensors on it. It has better connections. It has some uh, better programming language support, including Python. It also has some scratch-based coding on it. So it's really the next level of Lego robotics programming. We're looking forward to getting our hands on it. So I would definitely consider putting this on your you know order list or your your pre-order list for for the coming 2020 yes and if you have some older ev3 mindstorm um kits you can just purchase yourself some sd cards and yeah. start coding in yeah. MicroPython. we've been having a lot of success at the competitions that we've been going to with the kids coding in, in python they go to the competition with one challenge and then with given a, a five-hour streak or a five-hour time frame to actually just sit and code 
the kids are walking around with three, four, five challenges completed. Python's just making it so much easier. Yeah, I think they're really um, able to get some better momentum with the code compared to block-based coding. So I'm excited to see what happens once they start um, learning some of the more advanced features like you know libraries and modules and, and you know combining some of their functions and reusing them. So it should be really, really good to see. Kelly, you know, the other thing that I love to do over the holiday break, I love to sit down with a nice cup of coffee when things are quiet and sit and read about Python, read about teaching, read about, you know, innovation. So I would put together a couple of books in our next section too. So maybe less hands-on tech toys and more about the books. And there are two that I wanted to highlight that I thought were pretty neat. So last week we spoke with, with Eric Mathis from, uh, Python Crash Course, he's got a new edition that came out in May, and I've been working through that, and it's really, really solid. So I'm looking forward to some time on the on the Python Crash Course over the break. But then the other one that just came out, I think in October, is Automate the Boring Stuff, second edition. So there's a lot of new updates in the book, and I've been going back and flipping through it because um, Al Swigert's put in a lot more information about messaging and email and text, as well as working with more data science. Uh, he's updated all the libraries. So the entire book has been, you know, reviewed and revised, and there's a lot of really great stuff in there. And so I'm going to go a lot younger because I'm into the reading books with my kids. And my son has been really into this one series of books called Frank Einstein and the Antimatter Motor, which is a good introduction into AI. Clink and Clank are two different sets of artificial intelligence robots, one that has a neural network and the other one that runs on algorithms. And it's his whole series of how they develop with the character. And it's just a cute chapter book that you can read. My son's nine. And I have to explain some things, but they go through so many great science lessons with Big Bang, DNA, and it's just so much fun. So that's one for me. And then the second one that I like to read with them is House of Robots. Again, Robot's mom is an amazing robot designer, and she designs a robot for her son. And I can't give you the plot of the story because I don't want to ruin it, but pretty much starts off with the son's not happy about having a robot go with him to school. Well, that's pretty cool. It reminds me that I need to look up some fiction to read over the break also. You know, something good that just gets me excited about the future and what's possible again. So so there you have it. There's our list of uh, our holiday gift guide for busy computer science teachers. Quick, we wanted to get something out to you so you could check it out and see what, what makes sense for you. But really, our goal is just to help give you some ideas, some things you can check out. If you have stuff for us, please share them with us. We're at, at Teaching Python on Twitter. You can always send us an email at teachingpython.fm on the web. We have a little form there that you can fill out, so please fill it up with something other than spam bots from people trying to sell us SEO services. That would be great. Uh, <laughs> And we're going to put all of the links to these materials on the show notes. So that way you can check them out also and just see that you know, you're getting to exactly what we're talking about as well. So thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving break if you're celebrating it this week or if you just got finished eating turkey by the time we publish this. Hopefully you'll be able to recover soon. And we look forward to talking to you again in December. For Teaching Python, this is Kelly. And this is Sean. Signing off.